You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. Welcome to Autumn on the Air. Today, we're diving into the heart of the Better World Project to explore its mission and how submitting your own stories benefits your tech transfer office. The Better World Project, initiated by Autumn more than a decade ago, serves as a vital link between the world of academic research and the general public. By sharing stories of real-world impact, the Better World Project illustrates how academic research can transform society. These stories shed light on the practical applications of research and the critical elements that drive tech transfer success, including funding, industry collaborations, and the dedicated work of tech transfer offices. With a growing database of more than 500 stories and videos, this project makes research achievements more accessible and understandable for everyone. Joining us today is Anne Amidzic, a Senior Intellectual Property Manager for the Office of Technology Development at the Medical College of Wisconsin and the co-chair of the Better World Project Committee. Her background in criminal justice and paralegal expertise brings a unique perspective to the tech transfer landscape. Anne has been instrumental in maintaining the docket for intellectual property, reviewing and processing legal invoices, preparing and sending reimbursement, milestone, and licensee fee invoices to licensees, processing and dispersing royalty payments, and ensuring federal compliance. Today, she joins us to shed light on the Better World Project, sharing her insights and experiences, and how you can become a part of this transformative initiative. Welcome, Anne. I'm so excited to have you here on the air. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really happy to have you here today, Anne. And I have to say, you have a very interesting background for somebody in tech transfer. You have a background in criminal justice, which is very interesting and unique for somebody who's in intellectual property management, let alone tech transfer. So can you tell me a little bit about what excited you or drove you to tech transfer and how the transition was for you? Yeah, um, great question. I always, it's interesting when you reflect on your life and your career and where you've been. And I started out in legal. I was a file clerk when I was in college. And then I went and I obtained my criminal justice degree. And then it was a situation where I worked for various law firms. So the practice areas were defense medical malpractice, which I loved. It was one of those things which now in my career, I kind of look back and I think this is all coming full circle in a way. So I was a litigation paralegal. And so I would assist the attorneys at trial and we would be representing the physicians, physician's assistants, which was exciting and fantastic. I would imagine that was really exciting. Yeah. And then I did insurance defense and then also SIU claims, which are special investigative unit insurance claims of fraud, et cetera. And then it was business law, property tax appeals. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was kind of an array of a bunch of dabbling in law without being a lawyer. That's incredible. Most lawyers don't even get uh, you know, a tenth of the way through those different practice areas in their career like you have. 
Yeah. So it was a, it was a various, you know, different laws and everything. And so with that, in my last law firm gig, I was an office manager. So then I worked heavily with the billing and the patent work, which kind of transcended into tech transfer. The skill set of being a paralegal and an IP manager is somewhat the same. They kind of transfer, which is fantastic. And also organization is key. So Anything involving legal or tech transfer work, it's complete organization. So that's kind of how it all transitioned in a way, in a roundabout way. Well, you must have been in legal for a while. So what made you make, because that's a pretty big, big switch from kind of you've been a law firm for a while and now you're going into tech transfer. Was there something in particular that that motivated that push? Well, to be honest, billing. I got sick of billing. So as a paralegal, you you have billable rates, you have billable hours, you have demands on that aspect. But I also wanted to get into tech tech transfer because I wanted to help out. I felt like my skill set could be valuable to a university. Well, and that's certainly been the case. And you've been very, very valuable, not only to your university, but to Autumn as well. And, you know, you're the co-chair of the the Better World Project Committee. And the it does amazing work in highlighting the impact that university tech transfer has on on everyone. Are there a couple stories you want to share for us that stand out to you personally that you've come across and that have maybe resonated very strongly with you? Yeah, one of them is the Allegra story that came out of Georgetown. And I know it was 1996 it came out. And it was before my era with Better World Project. But I have terrible allergies living in Wisconsin. I mean, all year round, they're terrible until there's a deep freeze. So for me, I like the Allegra story because it was a situation where I could find relief and it's a product that I use. Um, Beyond that, it was also during COVID, all the COVID stories that came out of tech transfer and assisted in that, you know, time frame of our lives where we look back and we think this all was tech transfer and university inventions that came out and helped us through the pandemic. So there's so many stories that came out during that time, it's hard to nail down a specific one. Yeah, no, that's understandable. And I completely agree with you about the impact of university research during COVID because, I mean, we wouldn't have gotten out of the pandemic as quickly as we we did uh, had it not been for, for university research. And so, and maybe let's take a step back for a second. And for some listeners who may be new, can you explain what the Better World Project's all about and why it's important to highlight the impact of academic research and tech transfer? Yeah. So the Better World Project helps tell stories to the lay audience. That's kind of like our big key point and what we see as our, you know, part of our committee to help spread the word essentially. And so we help describe uh, the stories that come through discovery of the invention to commercialization. And so it's important for the Better World Project to highlight those academic research stories, the tech transfer offices, and help spread the word, you know, f- through different generations. You know, we've seen inventions for infants and babies all the way to the elderly, which is fantastic. And it could go- be from clean water to a medical device that helps someone expand their life that they didn't know before. So that's one of the big things. And we look for stories that showcase the university collaboration too. So that's our big thing. We want to help celebrate teamwork and having a common goal of showing the fantastic result that came out of this. And it can be any type of discovery or invention, right? Because I think the Honeycrisp Apple is one that's in there. So, you know, it's just not 
necessarily a drug or a medical device. It can be anything that has a significant impact on on everyday life. Exactly. And it could be, you know, AI and the apps. You know, apps are all popular now and all the AI inventions that come out through that, too. So what specific qualities or elements is the committee looking for when they review a submission that comes into the Better World Project? Uh, Do you see any particular common themes or characteristics that generally you and the committee members find particularly compelling? So what we look for in the Better World Project, as I said, was collaboration between universities. So it could be the University of Nebraska and it could be Northwestern Medical Center. So we're looking for something where these universities are working together to create a great result. And so collaboration is kind of the key thing. Um, We also will look through your stories. And as I'll say probably later on, depending on the questions you may have, Lisa, well, Autumn helps in any way we can to polish these stories. We're here as your, you know, your advocate. We're here to help you and spread the story. Yeah, you want submissions. You want people to keep submitting as many and as oftentimes. And if you need help or not sure what to do, you're going to help them. Exactly. So submit anything and everything. That's great. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, it's it's hard to believe um, the... Better World Project's been around for about a decade, and there's more than 500 stories that um, is in the database. So I'm curious, Sam, as a co-chair, how do you envision the future of the Better World Project? Are there some new exciting initiatives you're working on or directions that the committee has in store? Yeah. So I have a co-chair, Carlos, that I work closely with. Carlos was a co-chair prior to me becoming one. And so we're looking at expanding our story library to include more international stories. So Carlos Carlos and I are becoming, you know, we're trying to be big advocates on that. And we also want to showcase a more diverse inventor group. So from anyone and anywhere, anywhere around the world. So we're working on that a lot, too. And we're also trying to work on a diverse group of stories, not just physical sciences. We're looking for other information. Like I said previously, it could be to showcase technologies involving apps, since everybody has smartphones now. And that's a key thing that a lot of physicians use on their day-to-day basis in practice. And also involving AI, you know, anything that comes out of there. That's another key one we're kind of looking for. So as co-chair, along with Carlos, um, I'm sure the two of you have seen the committee kind of evolve over time. You know, what have you seen in that regard? And can you share some insights into its growth and the impact that it's had over time? Yeah. So as you said, Better World Project started in 2020, actually with a previous coworker of mine, Kalpa Vithalani, who now is at Marquette. She was a big part of the Better World Project in its inception, as well as Laura Savatsky in Kentucky. So what has happened is that we have our first award to the University of Central Florida in 2020 for their story on cleaner water. So we've started the award process since I've been involved as well. And it's just kind of expanded that way. And then another thing that we're doing that I think is a fantastic thing for tech transfer offices to showcase their inventions is where Autumn is helping them create videos so if you're a winner or there's anything involving that, this is free publicity. <laughs> it's great marketing for your tech transfer office and it's something to show if you have other inventions you want to commercialize. So it's kind of showing your work and it's something that essentially you can toot your own horn. So with these videos, Autumn works very closely with the universities to create them. So, and like I said, Brooke, our 
I think she would be considered our liaison for Better World Project with definitely, Autumn. She's definitely. fantastic. Yeah, she really is. Awesome. And she's fantastic in communicating and getting back to everybody on a timely basis. So that's the other thing. And coming up too at our annual convention, we're going to have the promotional videos showcased. So previous ones are going to be there in San Diego for everyone to see, which is fantastic. And what I understand is there's going to be some big TV screens that are going to be set up and these videos are going to be circulating during the annual meeting in San Diego. Correct. Yep. So it's going to be great publicity for these tech transfer offices, like I said, to showcase their work. Exactly. So submit early and often, as we will say throughout this podcast today. Yes, exactly. So, Anne, I wanted to go back to a personal question for you. You know, what inspires you about the Better World Project and the stories that it showcases? Is there a specific aspect of the project that particularly resonates with you? For me, it's seeing all the stories that come out of these tech transfer offices around the world and seeing how they impact different generations, like I said, from babies to elderly, and also all these specialty niche, you know, medical diagnoses that are out there. So I think it's seeing the work that's coming out of these universities and the collaboration, which is what I enjoy reading through the years that I've been with the Better World Project. So far during, you know, our podcast here, we've been obviously hinting that people should submit their stories to the Better World Project. You know, what message or advice would you have to share with them to inspire them to participate in addition to what you've already mentioned? Um, like we've said, send anything and everything as often as possible. And also to showcase too that Autumn is working with you closely on these story submissions. It's not you're willy-nilly submitting it and we're just letting it go out there on the web, World Wide Web. You know, we work with you to polish these stories and to help it be a product that you're proud of and that everyone within your tech transfer community can appreciate as well. So and we're, we're accepting submissions until the 30th of September for the 2024 Better World Project Awards. And the winner will be announced at our conference in San Diego this year. And I know, Anne, going back to Brooke, I mean, I, my understanding is one of the things that she does is she will look at a submission right away when it comes in. If she sees some gaping holes or some missing information, she's not even going to pass it on to the committee. She'll reach right back out to the applicant and say, hey, you know, you're missing this. Please add this. This will help your submission. So you're getting that hands-on touch right away from the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. And she works closely with a lot of the stories are submitted by the marketing department of a TTO. So, and there's sometimes the loss in translation there because the marketing committee isn't really involved in the invention and they have to go out, reach out to the TTO for answers. So Brooke kind of leads them in the direction of what questions to ask in order to get the answer. So it's very helpful. Yeah, she's excellent at what she does in that regard. Um, So, Anne, it's been really great having this chance to talk to you about the Better World Project today. Before we wrap up the podcast, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about the Better World Project or any upcoming exciting developments that we should keep an eye out for in addition to the ones you mentioned at the annual meeting? Yeah, there's a quick one I wanted to um, do a little plug here. We're always looking for volunteers. So the Better World Project, we're a committee of we can be up to 15 volunteers. And we're actually, we would love to have an international member. It would be fantastic to have somebody on an international level participate, get out the word of the Better World Project out there. I think it would be awesome. And that would also help us expand our diverse international stories and our, you know, 
do some of the other initiatives that we have regarding the diverse international inventors we want to. Oh, that's a great suggestion. Yeah. So if you're you're listening and you're interested in becoming a volunteer for the Better World Project uh, and people can reach out to you or they can reach out to Carlos or I'm sure they can reach out to Brooke as well. Exactly. Yep. Uh, feel free to send a message. I'm going to give you Brooke's email address. She might not like me for this, but it's B-P-R-I-T-C-H-E-T-T at autumn.net. So reach out to her. We can get some volunteers going. Yeah. Let's flood her inbox with volunteer requests. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> She'd it's love only it. payback. That's the way I see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Well, thanks so much again, Anne, for joining us today and giving us a deeper look into the Better World Project and how it celebrates the impact of academic research and tech transfer. Thanks for having me, Lisa. I appreciate it. We hope this episode inspires our listeners to contribute their own stories and be part of this initiative. If you have a story to tell, don't hesitate to get involved with the Better World Project. Submissions for the 2024 awards are open until September 30th. Visit autumn.net for more information. Your contributions can make a real difference in promoting the positive impact of research and innovation. Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at AUTM.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us. 